So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good punch. Lavelle, Rose up the middle, looking, cutting, shooting, going. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool, and for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start, a controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. Proud home of gold. Gold. clips. Sport clips where it's going to be a guy. I'm drinking a Golsh right now fucking love this beer man dude why wouldn't you fucking love that beer that beer is fucking awesome and i will tell you something we had an hoa event in my (laughs) condo unit uh tuesday night and they were serving a different kind of beer but i just kept going back up to my house and picking up some gulches and i was the envy of everybody who was there it was fucking awesome because that beer is fucking awesome and i totally agree with you and i couldn't be happier that gulch is available in four packs Get them while you can at Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. Do they have any left? Because we've we have a lot ourselves. I, I do not know. I know that I swung through there on Saturday afternoon and picked up three cases, and I saw <laughs> that shit is heavy too. Those are bigger cans. Yeah. I, I I rolled out of there with three cases. Thank you, Darren. Uh, two for you, one for me. I'm going back. Tonight, we're recording on a Wednesday. I'm swinging back through Chula Vista. I haven't been told that they're sold out. I've just been told that they're selling really, really well. Now, that's just the packaging, the four packs that they have. I also know that friends of ours were there bright and early on Saturday morning watching underbands in Manchester United and that they were drinking Golsh out of the tap at Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. I know that they've delivered a keg around town. So I, I do know that they are still brewing it. I don't know the status of the four packs, though. Who is the most likely to do a keg stand in the loyal offices while drinking Golsh? I would say it is probably Pato. If we can get a picture of Pato doing a keg stand with Golsh, we would greatly appreciate it. We really do not ask for much on this podcast. We ask for something every single episode. But I don't think we ask for much. Pato, keg stand, and a photo, please. We just need proof. Thank you. How about you. that? Uh, if we can get a picture of Pato doing a keg stand in the SD Loyal offices, we will donate $50 to Pato's favorite charity. Boom. I like it. And we'll throw Pato a four-pack that he can drink at his leisure. It doesn't have to be at a keg, with a keg stand. Yeah. By the way, it was so hilarious. I showed up there, I think, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Somewhere thereabouts. It might have even been later than that. Two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I was in South Bay, swung through. I just, I, I mean, I love everything about Third Avenue and Chula Vista. Went in, picked up some beer, said, gosh, it's great to be back at Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. And there were two people still sitting at the bar wearing Manchester United kits. <laughs> Match kicked off at six o'clock in the morning. And they were still sitting there at the freaking bar at three o'clock in the afternoon. I must say, I was really, really impressed by that. That is uh, that is commitment. 
There's a yeah. lot of Ronaldo stories to discuss. That takes up days. That takes up a long time. And that's the kind of beer it is, though. You can drink that beer all day, which is fantastic. There's a lot of beer that is made in San Diego that's very good, but I can have like a sip or two because those things ruin my stomach. Golsh does not. You can no. drink Golsh all day. It is a drinker's beer, you know, like like I'm with you. Like I like I, I drink a lot. Like I don't mean that in a way like oh, I drink so much. I just mean like I'm a, like a drink, you know, like I always want to have something. I drink water very quickly, you know, wine. Everything. You should see Darren before a radio show. The guy chugs like four different types of beverages at one time. It's amazing. True. Yeah. And is- he's currently drinking water as we speak right now. That's just what he does. He's constantly drinking. And he's also constantly going to the bathroom. That is true. I've got a very clean urethra. Urethra? How do you say it? Anyway. Listen, it's your body. I'm not going to talk about that. Yes. Clean as a whistle. Got to gotta hydrate. Got to hydrate, Jordan. Beautiful. Um, there's, yeah, go to Three Punk Ales, buy that beer. I need to deliver. I have beer for Tim Stoops. Tim, I have yet to deliver it or ship it to you, but I have it. It is secure. It is yours. It's great news for you. It's headed your way. But head down to Three Punk Ales if you can. Everyone else here in San Diego, collect it while you can, because I don't think it's going to last for very long. But it's very good, and the label's fantastic, and I'm probably going to keep a can just forever unopened. Just very proud I have plenty to drink. Uh, there is a lot for us to discuss. Landon Donovan is in the news. San Diego Loyal are preparing for a match this weekend on a Sunday. And we have Champions League that happened yesterday. Darren and I were watching the Golasso channel, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll talk about that. And who knows? We'll get into other stuff a little bit later on. Where would you like to start today, Darren? Um, how about Loyal? How about... How about us returning to Stone in Liberty Station, Jordan, for the first time with supporters? Now, the match in Oakland, nil-nil draw. You talked to Landon Donovan, match day live, post-game show. We can talk about it. We've talked about it already. But, you know, hey, if you have any other thoughts, let's hear them. But for me, it was so special for us to be at Stone Brewing in Liberty Station with supporters because you and I did that show eight times. I want to say in 2020 during the pandemic where we couldn't have viewing parties. It's not that stone was closed. It's just that we couldn't have viewing parties. So Jordan and I would be there by our lonesome with our engineer, sometimes maybe a team employee or two, but that was it. And, you know, we sort of felt like we were connecting with the audience but it's always much better when we're with the audience. And I really thought that the locals showed out. I thought Chavos were spectacular. They brought their instruments. It went slightly against the rules, but we'd rather beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Our, our opening minute or two of Match Day Live postgame was one of my favorite moments since we've been associated with San Diego Loyal, just having them right there behind us. Of course, wrapping it up by humiliating myself at the end of the night with their drum was a totally another situation and spectacle, but I was happy. Oh, I forgot about that. I need to go back and watch that part of the show. Oh, yeah, it was so amazing. Let's not even say what happened. You need to go. Everyone needs to go watch the end of that video. It Trust me, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth well, it. All right, I, I got home and I was absolutely to uh, to quote Jack Blake, not to paraphrase. I was fucking buzzing going home that night, just being there at a proper watch party 
with all of the supporters. Right. Darren, draw, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. You say it was the energy. It was the fans. I know the real truth. The chicken sandwich returned. Yeah. It was the return of the chicken sandwich from Stone, which we ate plenty of last year. Now, it was all of it. It was all of it. It was the fact that we were all together. It was loud. It was packed. Uh, locals were fantastic. You mentioned the Chavos. Locals were serving up beer. They had bartenders going. Um, Rainbow locals were out there as well. They gave us a scarf to put on the set, which we did, and we will continue to do for the rest of the season. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, it was just a lot of fun. It was the family together. And now we didn't get three points, but we don't always get three points, do we? It's not always going to happen, but we're, we're still allowed to have a really good time. So that's what we did. And it was good. It was fun. We didn't get to experience the scarf tree this time around, but I have a feeling we'll be able to incorporate the scarf tree at some point in the future. I think that was even part of it, though, is that it was the scoreless draw. And, you know, we had talked a lot about opening up the floodgates and seeing a bunch of goals go pouring in over the previous four matches. I want to say it was 13 goals in the previous four matches. Does that sound right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. But I think even the fact, Jordan, one of the things, you know, you're often reminded so much of what it is that you love about this sport compared to other sports. And, right, everybody's fans of different sports for different reasons. And it's not to say, you know, anything is, is superior – it's just one of the things I love is seeing that support at the end of it, you know, having that type of energy for our post game show when we're on match day live and you and I are a foot and a half away from one another. I couldn't hear anything that you were saying. You couldn't hear anything that I was saying. It was hilarious. The first time I heard what Jordan was saying is when I went back and watched it on YouTube and you're like, Hey, welcome in. And I pretty much said the same exact thing that you said, you know, but we couldn't hear one another. And it was just like, it's that kind of energy and that kind of support. It just, you know, it, it, it just makes me so excited for the future. It just, you know, I think it, it speaks uh, for how, how in a short amount of time support for this club, the quality of support that this club has, it, it speaks for itself when you see stuff like that, when you experience stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it speaks to the club. It speaks to the supporters groups themselves. And we even had a, a few locals up in the Bay Area supporting on Loyal against Oakland Roots, which was cool. So we had people, of course, a majority of the group down at Stone watching the match. But then you also get a few going up there to the Bay Area making the trip, which is always, always a good sign. And it's always a lot of fun to see them on the broadcast, hear them on the broadcast. Then you get to see all the videos and pictures on social media afterwards. It's just it's so fun having our own team. It's just so it good. I, this is like why we wanted one for so long, but nights like that. Yep. Totally agree with you. I right, can't wait to see it again. I'm coming this Sunday against the coma. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, all right. So loyal this weekend, Sunday, 3 PM umbrellas, sun, beer, champagne. What else can we bring? Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk will be there. I have, don't let me forget, I have three bottles of chocolate milk in my fridge right now, ready to roll for the rest of the season. It's funny you say that. I, I went and bought, uh, for some reason, I thought that Carter Herzog, Corey's daughter, had requested <laughs> strawberry milk. Somebody requested strawberry milk. So I went and bought strawberry milk. And the other day, my wife was cleaning out the refrigerator and she goes, where did the strawberry milk come from? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You strawberry milk i was like i don't drink it don't ask i bought it for a, a seven-year-old like, i bought it for a kid i don't know i have no idea yeah. um yeah someone did request it wasn't it was not Corey's daughter who requested that it was i believe one of her friends who was at the game but we do have chocolate milk 
for, uh, well, we have beer for Corey, but chocolate milk for Corey's daughter. But we have that ready to roll. We'll have all of that ready this weekend. Who knows? Maybe we'll even be streaming NFL Red Zone afterwards on the big screen. Who knows? Are we allowed to do that? Uh, My fantasy team would appreciate it. I'm sure that anybody who's involved in a fantasy league, Jordan would probably appreciate that. Maybe, maybe post game, maybe post game as well. So yes. Now, do you feel any differently about the draw? You and I sort of towed the company line on the post game show and said, well, Hey, a point on the road is sort of the recipe. It's, it's how you get into the postseason. You feel any differently about that? No, I not really. I, I think the line that really stuck with me that night was if there was a team to be disappointed with that outcome, it's Oakland. That's what really stuck with me. And I believe that I actually do like the way Oakland's been playing the teams that they've, uh, they've picked up points against lately. They're on a roll. That team could be a playoff team and they've been very good at home. And they landed Donovan called that field. What was the word he used? Terrible, terrible, atrocious, miserable. I don't know. Something along those lines. Worst ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't great. Now maybe you'll have a better feel for it the second time around, but that's part of the home field advantage there with Oakland roots. They're very good at home for that reason. Teams go in and they're like, what is this thing? Why is it bumpy? And why does the ball bounce this way? And why is it this color here and a different color there? And what are these stripes? And why does it look like Autzen field? (laughs) (laughs) It's weird how like, depending on the, like the, the color of your television, it can take on a completely different view. We had two TVs at stone brewing, and it looked like you were watching two totally different matches. It's just very weird. Adjust the hue on your television ever so slightly, and it looks sort of orange and, and like yellow. That's exactly what it was. And it was chaos. But that's what I don't feel that that different, much differently from uh, from what happened. Nil nil on the road. You get a point. You're still in a good spot. Nine to go. Tacoma at home. I don't want to draw. I want to win in this one. I'll be disappointed with a draw. By the way, uh, tonight, I I mean, I shouldn't say this because, like, I don't even know when the podcast will come out. But on Wednesday night, Oakland is hosting Tacoma before Mm. Tacoma comes down here this weekend on Sunday. So a little midweek Pacific Division action. Do you think we could um, Can we have them play like extra time? Can they go like 120? (laughs) Are we can we change the rules? Can they can they be forced to go to PKs? We need a winner in this one. I like it. Hey, Landon Donovan's in the news. Now, this story was tweeted to me. Let's give some credit here. Ted Dawson tweeted this. Uh, D Smith show. Do we need a special unnamed soccer podcast to discuss how we react to this? And the story is sources. Real Salt Lake recently interviewed Landon Donovan for its head coaching position. Um, I haven't read the entire story, but I've read some of the story. And here's what I know, which is very little. At least I'm honest with you. They're very early on in their coaching search. They've interviewed a lot of people. And now this is where it gets a little fuzzy in my memory. I don't believe this is the first time that LD's interviewed elsewhere. I don't think he's it's the first time he's been linked anywhere, right? Wasn't he linked to the galaxy or was that us? Maybe we did that. I don't, I don't. but I think that he might have interest, you know, and, and I think that that's okay. I think that's okay. I think there's always going to be teams interested. If anything, it's a, it's a real compliment to Landon that teams are interested, but I'd also be shocked Jordan at this stage of the game. If he wasn't fully committed to the team, to the group, the things that he said, the initiatives in the community, the 1886 initiative. I I don't know that he's here forever. You know, I think that's obviously unrealistic and who knows what his long-term goals are. He's probably none of us are here forever, Darren. 
Absolutely right. So, you know, does he, does he have aspirations to manage at a higher level? Sure. I would imagine that to be true. I'll have him on the radio on Friday. We can talk about that. Maybe he wants to manage the national team at some point, somewhere down the road, right? Like that wouldn't completely surprise me either, but I would say like, Hey, it's sort of a compliment. Teams are interested. Who knows why it came out, how it came out that he's interviewing for Real Salt Lake. That's a screwy situation. Ownership there is in a little bit of flux. I guess their previous manager resigned so he can go be an assistant coach with the Seattle Sounders, which is just bizarre. So, yeah, it's like all sorts of, hey, they call. It doesn't hurt to, to talk. I don't think it means that you're, you know, that your eyes are elsewhere very committed to this, to this project here in San Diego, Jordan is the sense I get from Landon. I'm guessing that's the sense you get. You're around it as much as I am. Mm -hmm. So the things he said, the things he's done as embedded as he has become in this community, you know, it's, it's a story that I think uh, was a bit of a surprise, but I, I wouldn't say it has a ton of legs to it. Yeah, I think it comes with the territory with Landon Donovan, right? This is what you're going to kind of get if Landon Donovan's your head coach at the USL level. He's going to be linked to Major League Soccer. He's linked to MLS for a lot of reasons. Head coaching is going to be one of them now that he is a head coach. I think this is another reason why it's important that they're laying really solid groundwork with this club, and they've never been really shy about any of that, that it's important for them that the groundwork is laid in the sense that if people move on, the club will continue the way that it is in a positive direction. That's what you want to do. Landon Donovan's not going to be the head coach of San Diego loyal for the next 50 years. <laughs> like Nate Miller's not going to be with San Diego loyal for the next 50 years. Like there's going to be changes. Eventually it's going to happen. It's life. That's what happens. Is this the change? Does LD leave for this job? I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. The timing seems really weird. I also think it's really important for Landon Donovan and the club to have good relationships with major league soccer teams. If you tell them, well, go pound sand. I'm not even going to talk to you. Is that great? I mean, we've pulled some pretty good players from that squad, haven't we? So maybe it's good to have good relationships with these MLS teams. Maybe it gets you in and you're talking with these guys for a while and you're learning things and maybe it helps loyal in some way. I don't know. I don't, I'm sure it can go a million different directions, but I also know that it's probably going to come with the territory now and it's going to come with the territory forever for Landon Donovan. Maybe this was a condition of the Douglas Martinez junior loan. <laughs> you won't loan him to you, but Landon, you got to interview with us. Yeah. So. Is, loan, is Landon the returnee loan? Are they loaning right. Landon? But you know, I, I think the point that you make, you know, I just saw another highlight when Miguel Barry scored a game winner again in the 88th minute. I was watching Nashville play the other night. And I, I mentioned this to you that they were talking about Jack Mayer. Remember Jack Mayer? He got loaned here for a spell and talked to the broadcasters from Nashville. It was like, yeah, like going and playing for Landon and that coaching staff gave me the confidence now that I've been able to come back here, return, been an everyday starter, every match starter for, for Nashville SC. So, you know, he credited Landon with giving him a ton of confidence. Rubio Rubin. So, you know, like we've had these kind of success stories here and they continue. And look at what's going on with Oliver Laraz. Like he looks terrific out there, right? So, uh, you know, Augie Williams is back to doing what Augie does. So, yeah, I think that that, you know, that that's going to to be noticed. It's it's going to it's going to resonate. It's going to land on people's radars. And I do. I think that that's a compliment to the entire structure here, to the kind of players that are being brought in, to the kind of coaching that they're getting. 
I think it's a testament to, to SD Loyal as a club, just in terms of what they've been able to do with some of these players when they've been able to bring them in into the mix. So, yeah, I, again, I, you know, I, I don't think that there's any reason to think that Landon has his bags packed. I'm pretty sure that he's going to finish the season here in San Diego. And I think also looking around every once in a while, Jordan is probably a pretty healthy thing for everybody in life to do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it comes with the territory. Let's say San Diego loyal win USL championship this year. What if they're lifting the trophy at the end of the year? You're telling me MLS teams aren't going to be looking at Landon Donovan as a team, as a head coach who just led a team to a championship at the USL level. It's going, it's, it's a compliment and it's a good sign. If no one's talking to him, I, then the alarm bells should be going off. Uh-huh. But I don't think they should go off now. This isn't, yeah. any, but I, this you isn't know, anything like, new and it's, it's going to continue. He's also involved in a lot of things. You know, he's involved with the, I mean, I think it's a third division club in England called Lincoln City mm-hmm. FC. He was involved with Swansea City for a while. Shout out to uh, SD Swans. I know Shout they out. were picking up some goals at Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. So, you know, he's, he's been involved with them in a capacity other than that of a player. So, you know, he's uh, he's a smart guy. He's, he's a good mind and people notice that sort of stuff. It's not just, you know, MLS noticing it. It's not just broadcast outlets noticing it in English and Espanol and internationally Landon Donovan is being approached and is, is, you know, in some capacity working for different clubs. So, I mean, I just think it makes us feel fortunate that he's involved here in San Diego. Uh, yes, 100%. And nine games to go. Come on. We all know Landon's going to win a trophy here in San Diego before he leaves. That's part of his contract. He's not allowed to leave until he brings us a trophy. Mm, that, right? is, that, that, is the, that is the rumor. That is a rumor. Correct. That is a rumor. All right. Let's, get, uh, let's go to some quick hitters, eh? You good? Anything else you want to talk about with LD? You want to link him to anywhere else? Um, Barcelona coach, maybe, huh? I wouldn't wish that on Landon right now. I wouldn't either. I would not wish that on Landon right now. I wish that uh, I wish that we had better fans that would understand what FC Barcelona is all about this season. But no, uh, Tacoma Sunday three o'clock. We have a tent. We'll have red zone, and we'll you should at two thirty p.m. and then immediately following the match at five p.m. Be nice to beat Tacoma one time this year. Yeah, we've already lost the tiebreaker. At least get three points out of them one time. That's why I'm saying like draw. Don't want to hear about it. Lost. Definitely don't want to hear about it. Seen that plenty of times against Tacoma this year. Three points this weekend. Three points, please. All right. Uh, you ready to go to Champions League, my friend? Let's do it. Okay. So let's just talk about how we watch this. The Golasso Channel. How fantastic. It is not the first year that we have uh, experienced the Golasso Channel, but it seems to be getting better and better as they're uh, becoming more and more familiar with the show. And there was plenty of goals today, plenty yesterday. And so it's just been a lot of fun to watch. Throw it on during the middle of the day and you get all these games, you're bouncing around, you're seeing goals everywhere. And I don't know, it was a great experience for me. Well, I mean, you just talked about it on, on Wednesday. Like how batshit crazy was this, you know, that, that, you know, you had Ajax score five. This Manchester City Leipzig match 6-3. What the hell? Liverpool AC Milan 3-2, five goals there. So, yeah, I should just got batshit crazy. And then, of course, there's Atletico Madrid, which does Atletico Madrid things and just, you know, scoreless draw at home. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like things just sort of uh, – things went bonkers here right out of the gate, Champions League 2021-2022. Sebastian Haller 
for Ajax. Four goals, the quadruple today. Minutes 2, 9, 51, and 63. Ridiculous. He had two goals in the opening 10 minutes. Um, I'm such a lovable club. I, I swear. I just, I, I do. I, you know, I've, I've, I have my preference, but they also had this amazing hype video. I just go to their social media page, find it for yourself. I can't even possibly describe it, but yes. Who's club? Ajax. Mm. Hey, um, we were talking about jerseys the other day. I looked at Ajax's website um, for that, their third kit this year. Yeah. If you buy it, it says it would be delivered in 2022. That's how backordered they are. Oh, my goodness. I saw one of them on ESPN. I saw Bonnie Jones wearing one of those on ESPN. So I bought a knockoff. Did you? You yeah. have a little knockoff shop right by you, don't you? I do. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful Is that shop. Where you got it? Um, no, that's not where I got it. I ordered it online because I don't think they have this one at that shop. Although if I went down there and asked for it specifically, I think they would order it for me. So maybe I should do that. But I ordered it online. They actually have three little birds on the back of the collar. Did you know that? Yeah. Now it's being removed for whatever rules. But the one I ordered, it's not being removed. It's staying on mine. But anyway, that's just a tangent story because we're talking about IX. You ever been to I know that. No, I have not. Yeah. Amsterdam would be a place like if you had to move one place sight unseen and you've never been there before, Amsterdam would be pretty high up on the list for me. Yeah. It seems like that would fit well. Yeah. That would be a good one. That would be a really good one. You love riding your bike. I do. I do yeah. love it. Yeah. And so. scooter. Right. So. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. I PSG. We finally, they, they went one, one. It's not exactly the most exciting start for them. Don't underestimate the team from Belgium. They kept saying, and they were right. PSG one, one there. Chelsea won. Liverpool won. Real Madrid who run this tournament. They start with a win as well. So we're off and running. It's fun. Bayern Munich won at Barca. I should probably just get that out of the way. I'll let Here's you bring this stuff up. Not me. Well, here's the conversation that I, I had, and it was like an honest conversation with Jordan and our former colleague, Alex Padilla, our friend, Alex Padilla. Who was um, drinking Golsh at three punk ales over the weekend. Said he drank one for every goal scored in the match. I believe there were five of them total. But uh, I said to him, so tell me about life in Europa League. <laughs> because I honestly do think that if you're having a transition year where you're playing a bunch of young players who are coming from your farm, then... I don't know that Europa League is the worst thing ever. When you begin Champions League, and maybe this is premature waving of the white flag, but I've, I also I feel like I've seen Barca humiliated in Champions League enough over the last three, four years that I sort of sense what's happening here. And when you start out at home and Bayern comes in there and scores three goals and toys with Barca, I sort of wondered if having a bunch of young players playing more minutes in Europa league would be better than somehow finishing second in the group and, you know, getting destroyed by Chelsea or Manchester city or somebody like that. It just depends what you value as a fan. And if you value just winning the biggest trophies and what you're used to as a Barcelona fan, then it's probably going to be tough. But if you can go in there and understand, like you said, what this year is about for Barcelona, then I think there's a lot of value you can find in this year, whether it's in Champions League or if it's in Europa. Chelsea won Europa not too long ago. Did that help them win Champions League? 
I think so. A little bit. Was it the main reason? Absolutely not. Tuchel was the main reason. Uh, Mendy was a main reason. Others were a main reason, but that entire squad went through an entire tournament with the travel and the expectation and the desire to win. And they did it. And there's no way you can convince me that did not help them going forward as a club. And so I think there is plenty of value to find in Europa league. Is it exactly what you're used to? No, but there's a lot of similarities as well. Um, just not as much glory. Now you guys, I still think finish potentially top two, maybe Benfica gets that second spot. They're off to an unbeaten start. Five wins, no draws, no losses uh, in Portugal and off to a decent start here in champions. League. they only got a draw. Actually, they only got a point. I thought they won their first game. So you're in a good spot, Darren, you guys are going to get advanced. You're going to advance. You'll finish second. And like you said, you'll take on a, a club like Chelsea and get crushed. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like, like what hope do you, you know, what there's nothing realistic that tells you that you can go ahead and compete with Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. I mean, yeah. Like the goals were a little bit unlucky. They were deflections and, you know, Ter Stegen again finds himself on the wrong side of one of these lopsided scores. But I, I just, you know, I don't know why anybody thinks they're going to be able to go ahead and compete with Bayern. I mean, Dortmund, City, PSG. I mean, I, again, like I said, it, and, and it might be shell shock. It might be PTSD from everything else that's happened here. But I don't know. I, I think you're playing players from La Masia. It might be better to your point, Jordan. Now, again, this isn't Messi and Griezmann and Suarez. Those guys are all gone. <laughs> you know, so like, what are you worried about here? Jordi Alba? You know what I mean? Like, play your young guys and see if you can get them real-life experience, to your point, because I agree with you. I mean, just listen to you talk about Chelsea. I feel like that's mattered, you know, that that's mattered for them, that that was impactful in their development and making them know how to play and win in tournaments where they might actually stand a chance. I don't, I don't see that here in champions league. Yeah. I mean, and they were playing a different style and obviously Tuchel changes things and all that, but it definitely helped the squad because Chelsea not too long ago and still a little part now are still going through like that youth movement. It was the baby blues for a long time. So now it's baby Barcelona. You'll get through it. You'll win champions league in a year or two. That's how it works. That's what Chelsea taught me. Um, well, I'm, I'm really I'm really excited uh, for Manchester City and PSG to eventually square off in the group. That Milan-Liverpool game was just chaos. I wish I was there for that. That just would have been such a fun experience. Manchester United and Young Boys. Wow, what a finish in that one. How about having an American, a game winner against Manchester United, an American player? I mean, man, like what a moment. What the, yeah, it was the celebration afterwards, just the energy the tears that were coming out. It was, it was a beautiful moment. Um, not for United supporters, but for everyone else, that was just incredible television. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on in champions. It's been a fun start, but it's only match one of group play. So we got plenty more to go. How you feeling about this weekend there, buddy? Sunday eight- Tottenham Hotspur. You're going to be in a good mood when you show up at Torero stadium. I hope so. I hope the Tottenham supporters are going to be in a good mood. When they lose this weekend to Chelsea, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen, but Chelsea are off to a much better start than I expected. And Tottenham are off to a better start than I think a lot of Spurs fans probably expected. So this is, this should be really good. Like this is great television. This is something I think even Darren is getting excited for. And it's not like he's a Chelsea or Tottenham fan, but this is, this is going to be good TV. I don't know. I mean, when I watched Spurs play this year, I watched Palace uh, beat him down pretty handily. So 
Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about, about Spurs playing better than their own supporters would have thought. Why? Because they have Harry Kane? Because he stayed? Because he stuck around? Because they couldn't figure that out? Nine points through four matches, three wins and the loss. Yeah, that's good. Hey, uh, by the way, speaking of the Premier League, did you see NBC's announcement on Wednesday? Today? No. I mean, did you not? What are we talking about? Um, oh, uh, that they're going to L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to the Coliseum. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. But, you know, hey, like the whole, uh, I'm sure Rebecca Lowe loves it. She doesn't she live in Sacramento. Robbie Earl lives like uh, Robbie Earl lives in Orange County. They're like, these guys are great. So, um, right. So they're uh, they're going to be doing uh, whatever the show's called, whatever. What's it called? The show on NBC? Match Day Live. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing Match Day Live. Premier League mornings. L.A. Coliseum in L.A. I mean, that's amazing. That's I kind of want to go to that. That's what it is, right? Premier League mornings. Yes, that sounds right. Okay. We have friends over there. We should be better about that. We should. Yes. Like we, th- we should. Yes. Go. When is Rebecca coming on the podcast? Good question. We should get Rebecca on the podcast. Why didn't you ask? We should. Well, we have a couple of weeks now. Cause that's going to be October. That is tremendous though. That it's I looked be up a- Chelsea October- play like Norwich that weekend. The big match that weekend, I believe is United Liverpool, which is that's good. That's Solid. about as good as it gets. Actually. What weekend like- is that? This October 17th, you said? I believe uh, the 23rd and the 24th. No, I was close. Yeah, it's United Liverpool at Old Trafford. Uh, so, so CR7 gear is going to be everywhere. There's going to be underpants flying everywhere. Underpants. Underpants. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Is Loyal playing a Sunday match that thing? They play Saturday. Oh, wait. No, I don't know. Chelsea play Saturday. Uh, Loyal and Roots, 3 p.m. Torero Stadium. So we party up at the Coliseum and we do the show from there. We'll make it plenty of time. No, no, no. Do the show from yeah. the Coliseum. By the way, I would challenge any loyal fan who's going up there. Like if you're a supporter and you got a Premier League club and you want to go check it out, like I would go check that out. We should offer uh, some sort of reward if you can get uh, like a loyal flag on the telecast somehow. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer to give a reward if you can get the Unnamed Soccer Podcast beer in the background. But yeah, we could... We can do a okay. little thing. Uh, okay. How about how about the unnamed soccer podcast scarf? No one has that. There's like three in I've, existence. I've got. I know how to get one. The Pena's got one that they uh, they proudly display when you go watch Bar Supply. That's fantastic. Let them know that they have one of three. Okay. We don't well, do gear. We've never done gear. Not yet. Soon, maybe. That's a tease. <laughs> gosh yeah so we will have some sort of bounty system uh, some sort of reward system going on bounties. i don't know bounties probably not the right word we'll have a some sort of incentive program going on here for uh for any sort of gear that we can get on television for that that weekend sounds good to me by the way did i tell you i booked a trip to austin texas to go watch the u.s men's national team nice who do they play austin bold Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica. I've heard of them. A World Cup qualifier. How do you think that's going to go? I'm hoping it's going to go well. If it's going to go well against any team, it should be Jamaica. I believe Jamaica has the fewest points through the first couple of matches. And by fewest, you mean zero, I believe. So let me tell you a funny story. So October 7th is a Thursday. 
they're playing at the uh, the Q2 Stadium in Austin, Texas, where Austin Bold plays. This place looks amazing on television, right? Matthew McConaughey's out there hitting the drum. It's fucking crazy. The place looks nuts. But here's the problem. So I do this radio show, Jordan. I don't know if you know this. I do a radio show, uh, an extra 1360. And we talk a lot of pottery baseball on that show. And the, for the longest time this season, the Padres were in line to be a wild card team to go to the postseason. Say and what? Wild- Is this when they were above 500? So, <laughs> so the wild card game in the National League is scheduled for October 6th. So it didn't make a lot of sense for me just to, to like take October 7th off because, you know, you would be expected that a radio host would be available the next day to break down and analyze the Padres wild card game where they had about a 95% chance just, I don't know, a month and a half ago. So now you're going to break down their draft position. So uh, forever I said, well, it's just not in the cards for me. It's just not in the cards. You know, I can't take off on October 7th because obviously I'm expected to be there. Right. Uh, the way it's gone since the Padres have gone under 500. I just booked it, booked it. I watched the Padres get destroyed by the giants the other night said no turning back. Let's go book a flight, book a hotel. We're done. We're out of here. Put the request in, took the days off, finished going to watch the next. We've seen this movie before. We know how this one ends everyone. And it ends with Darren flying to Austin to watch soccer. Pretty much. I don't need to be breaking down the, the Cardinals Dodgers wildcard game. I'm out. I mean, at least we're improving our draft position. Yes, there's always a positive because drafting's worked really well. Yeah, it's in very important. <sighs> All right, can so, we end on yeah. a positive? So we'll see you there. We'll see you. Uh, come to Austin. I to, uh, aren't you going to? Aren't you going to Sacramento too? Yeah, October thirtieth. That's a loyal loyal match. Right, I know that. <laughs> Are you going to skip your radio show for that one too? Uh, that's a weekend. I might be taking off that Monday though. You're not going to go up during the week. You're just going up for two days. Yeah. Flying up Saturday and uh, home Sunday night. You going to Napa at all? We're going to Sonoma Sunday, all day Sunday. And then just flying home. Yeah. Right on. I can dig it. I'm with it. I'm just learning. I don't know. Yeah. It's quick flights. You know, Take that Monday off. You don't have to do the show Monday, dude. I don't know, man. What if we're breaking down the the World Series? Listen. 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 <laughs> By the way, they're not below 500 yet. They're like four games above 500. But we all, like, again, we know where it's headed. But by the time people listen to this. That's a good point. Just so people know, they're 74 and 70 when we recorded this. And when you listen to this, you're like, man, I miss when we were only 74 and 70. <laughs> <laughs> no you should go to austin nah man i got work responsibilities padres postseason mm, yeah fucking darvish rocket i'm out see you okay. later book and out. click <laughs> and and book now book it by the way you think the pottery players haven't booked october trips please they're fucking if they make the playoffs they're gonna be pissed at this point that's where we are with them um <laughs> all right here's Come my on, Lewis, what the hell yeah Geez, I already my whole family's down in Mexico and I'm supposed to be joining them. Um, all right. The one thing I learned from the podcast today, and there was only one thing I learned that I really need that picture from Pato doing a keg stand in the loyal offices, slamming some gulsh. That's all we ask. It's not a big That's ask. All. That's all. That's all.
And thank you all for the pictures of uh, of you all buying Golsh at Three Punk Gales in Chula Vista. Yeah, we, right. we added those to our story as much as we could, but they were tremendous. Mm-hmm. We love you forever and ever. Darren, we'll, uh, we'll chat with you soon. See you this weekend at Torero Stadium. I'll bring the chocolate milk. Peace.